We live on a giant ball that rotates around another giant ball that's on fire. And because of that, we get several unique times and instances in the year. I'm your hostess, Danielle, and this is episode 22 of The Winding Path, The Wheel of the Year. While this is a spiritual podcast and one that focuses on witchcraft, my opening line was inherently scientific. It is fact that our planet is large, round chunk that is made up of the four elements. It then rotates around another larger round chunk that is on fire, but it doesn't rotate in a perfect circle because nothing is perfect. And because of this, we move closer and farther from the giant ball of fire, which gives us times of the year that can be drastically different from the others. So it is no surprise that when talking about the eight holidays mostly observed by the witchcraft community, we call it the Wheel of the Year. Everything is turning and changing, and so too does the wheel. When we move into a new season or a new earthly time frame, it is common to see those sharing the wheel turns again. So what's the issue with the title? Nothing with the title. It's the stipulation around it. There seems to be a kerfuffle of misunderstanding in the community between those that practice Wicca and those that do not. Wiccans seem to think that the title, Wheel of the Year, is something that is specific only to their pathway and that someone who is not a practicing Wiccan can't refer to these times of the year as such. But the title is just that, a title. It's just the front page to the book and there is so much more on the inside. This is just the title of the book about the Sabbaths or the fire festivals. No one owns this title, and no one can tell you that you're using it incorrectly, unless you're maybe referring to something completely outside of the witchcraft or Wiccan community, but that would be left up to discussion depending on the topic at hand. The Sabbaths and festivals that are observed date back well before Wicca. They are incredibly old compared to the newest New Age religious path. They were celebrated before they had quote-unquote official names or correspondences. The most common people that celebrated these times of the year were the farmers, the workers of the land, the ones that had that connection to the way the world was turning day in and day out. They knew spring was coming because animals were getting ready to give birth, when summer was ending because of the way the leaves changed, and so on and so forth. Observing the changing of the times dates back farther than we know, and was channeled by people outside of the witchcraft path. Something I've recently learned from Temperance Alden's book, The Wheel of the Year, is that the Wheel of the Year is so much more than these eight Sabbaths and fire festivals. The Wheel of the Year is personal to each and every person, and it depends on where you are and how you celebrate and how the seasons change that really make up your wheel. And that it's not just these witchcraft Sabbaths or these festivals that make up your wheel. So this episode is dedicated specifically to the eight fire festivals that are commonly practiced and celebrated in various pathways of witchcraft and paganism. I'm just going to give you a brief list of the Sabbaths now, because for the next eight episodes, I'll be diving into each individual Sabbath. The first one will be Samhain, and the next one will be Yule, so that it airs right around Yule time. But for organizational sake, I'm going to list them in chronological order for the witch's year, which is different than that of the calendar year. I'm going to start with Yule as the first Sabbath on the list, because Samhain is commonly seen as the witch's New Year's Eve, so Yule would technically be the first Sabbath in the witch's year, or so would make sense to me. Yule is the winter solstice, and falls on or around December 21st for the Northern Hemisphere, and on or around June 21st for the Southern Hemisphere. 
depending on some astrological timing like constellations and the sun, it is on this day where the day is shortest and the night is longest. During these times, it is common to perform shadow work as the darkness is physically all around you. Next is Imbolc. Imbolc is a Sabbath that very much so originated with the Celts and the goddess Brigid. Taking place six weeks after the winter solstice, the days are getting longer and we are beginning to prepare for the arrival of spring. It falls on February 1st or 2nd in the Northern Hemisphere and around August 1st or 2nd in the Southern Hemisphere. Ostara is one of the two equinoxes and is all about balance. Returning the balance between your shadow and your lighter self, equinox is Latin for equal night. And while the day and night isn't exactly 50-50, it's pretty damn close. For the Northern Hemisphere, Ostara is seen around March 21st, and for the Southern Hemisphere, it is observed around September 21st. Ostara is a tricky one because it was known that the goddess Eoster was part of the reasons we had Easter before Christ. But Easter weekend changes with the time of the year. Sometimes it is in March, and sometimes it is in April. So there is a lot of for discussion when it comes to the spring equinox. Beltane is one of the festivals that overlaps a day. It usually starts on the evening of April 30th and goes to May 1st in the Northern Hemisphere. And in the Southern Hemisphere, happens from October 31st to November 1st. Another common name for this Sabbath in the Northern Hemisphere is May Day, since it happens in the beginning of May and its celebratory roots go far back. This is one of the two Sabbaths where the veil between the living world and the spirit world is at its thinnest. So this is also a good time to connect with people beyond the veil or those that have passed. I bet you may have thought that Samhain, or Halloween time, was the only time that was good for doing this kind of work, but that's not true. Letha is another name for the summer solstice, and this is the time of the year for the Northern Hemisphere where we celebrate the day where we have the most sunshine. It is at this point in the Southern Hemisphere that they are celebrating the time where they have the least amount of daylight. This Sabbath is celebrated for the Northern Hemisphere around June 21st, and for the Southern Hemisphere around December 21st. It is at this point in the wheel that you may start to notice that everything is flipped. You may have picked up on it before that everything was opposite, and if you haven't, here's where you do. The solstices and the equinoxes are exactly opposite to each other. From there, it might be easier to remember when each one occurs. Lamas. We will go over the difference in names during Lamas's episode, but this is what is commonly referred to as Midsummer, as it happens in August in the Northern Hemisphere and in February in the Southern Hemisphere. It falls directly between the summer solstice and the fall equinox. It is usually at this time where harvesting is starting, as the crops that were planted in the early spring would be ready for about now. Magically speaking, this is when you would hopefully see results from any spells or rituals or plans that you put forth around Imbolc. Maybon. The second equinox, this fall Sabbath happens around September 21st for the Northern Hemisphere and around March 21st for the Southern Hemisphere. Another day of equal day and night, as the world progresses back to the darkness, it is time to take a look at not only how you can start to physically prepare for the darker days ahead, like stocking up or making soups, but also how we will fare spiritually and mentally when the sun disappears. And now we make our way back to the witch's New Year's Eve, Samhain. Held from October 31st to November 1st in the Northern Hemisphere, and April 30th to May 1st in the Southern Hemisphere, this is the time of the year when everyone knows that now is the time to talk to the dead and to connect with your ancestors. This is a practice that is seen over so many different cultures, probably most notable in La Dia de los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead, seen and revered by those of Mexican lineages, where they celebrate and honor their dead in grand ways. 
So now you have a bit more information about the Wheel of the Year. And like I said before, I'll be spending time on each individual Sabbath starting next week, which will not only include correspondences, ritual, craft, and meal ideas, but also a history lesson and the holidays that are celebrated at the same time for similar reasons in other cultures. We are not alone in how we practice, and much of the time we are all practicing in similar ways that are specific for our culture or backgrounds or upbringings. I think it's important to understand how we are all connected, as the wheel is constantly turning and never ending. The episode on Samhain will come out on December 10th, so that the episode on Yule comes out on December 19th, way before the actual Yule, which will be held on December 21st this year. Did you know that I have a book out? A Witch's Book of Shadows, Spells, Rituals, Sabbaths, and Journal Grimoire launched on the new moon in September. This second and updated edition of the Kickstarter journal has 30 more pages, spell and ritual excerpts from my personal Book of Shadows, added blank space in the grimoire to put in your own correspondences, and a new grimoire section all about the zodiacs. You can buy the book on Amazon in softcover, hardcover, or ebook, or order signed copies through my personal website at www.awitchaloneshop.com. Also, starting October 1st, I'll be launching a Patreon. Monthly printable Book of Shadows pages, Discord discussions, and free tarot readings are just part of the perks you'll be able to make use of. Come find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under A Witch Alone, and make sure you say hi, because I always love meeting new followers. And as always, let's make some magic. Thank you.